Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. I'm excited to dive in and teach tonight. We're continuing our series on how to get results in prayer. How many of you know that the reason I think a, a lot of people don't enjoy praying or don't pray regularly is simply because they don't get results? It says, if you were to go to a vending machine and put in a dollar and it didn't give you your drink, or nowadays probably put in $3 for a drink, but you put in your money and doesn't give you a drink, and you go in, you put it in again and doesn't give you a drink, before long, you wouldn't keep putting your money into that vending machine. It's just kind of, it's just logical. Why would I keep doing this? And I think there are many people that would pray more if they truly understand how to get results and how to connect with God in prayer. So that's why we're doing this mini series in between semesters is to teach you some principles of how to get results in prayer because God is a God of order. God is a God of principles. There are things that have been established in his word that if you plant, if you sow, you shall reap. If you give, it shall be given unto you. There, there's different principles that God has put in his word. And so we have to learn these principles. But here's what I found. I found that many times people try to get results, but they don't want to use God's recipe. Anybody ever uh, seen a, a great dish before? I'm not a cooker. I'm, I'm not a, a baker. Um, I, I, I don't really get into that sort of thing. I cook my, my, my white rice and my hamburger meat, and that's what I meal prep with. That's about as, as fancy as I get. But, but how many of you have ever seen a great recipe, been given a great recipe, but then you kind of start to tweak it here a little bit, tweak it there a little bit, and it doesn't turn out the way you want it? And again, I think that's what many of us do when it comes to our relationship with God. We want the results. We want the healing. We want the miracles. We want the provision. But we don't want to follow the recipe that he's given us. And so that's what we're doing in this mini-series throughout the teachings. This is part two. Make sure you're here on Sundays and Wednesdays. And tonight, we're going to be talking about... Uh, praise. We're going to be talking about the fundamentals of praise and specifically talking about the courts. Now, we're going to be talking about a lot about the Old Testament tonight. So I want to give you kind of a foundational scripture for those of you that's like, that's Old Testament. That doesn't apply to us. Second Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness. Come on, somebody give me the instructions. Give me the principles. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped. Anybody want to be equipped for every good work? And so tonight we're going to be talking about uh, the, the fundamentals of praise. And as we're walking through this, this tabernacle, using the tabernacle, the temple, as a picture of how we get into the presence of God. Specifically, we're going to be talking about the courts tonight. Pastor Bobby talked about the gates. How many of you enjoyed that on Sunday? The gates of Thanksgiving entering in, talking about the different gates, our eye gate, these different things. And so we're going to be continuing that. Let's just pray together. Let's bless God's word. Dear Lord, we thank you for moving in this place. We thank you for your spirit, God. We thank you that the anointing is here, Lord. We thank you that you are opening our minds to receive, that you are opening our ears to hear. I pray that you would anoint my words, God, that even if I don't say it correctly, you would somehow take it and shape it and mold it, Lord, and speak your perfect will into our lives. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Come on, let's give a hand clap for our worship team. 
Pastor Haley and all of the team do such an incredible job. So we're gonna, I'm going to try to take it a little slow tonight. This is, this is what me and Pastor Bobby talk about a lot. Uh, he's like, just slow it down. Just keep it, slow it down. Keep, keep, it, keep it slow. I'm going to try to. Um, and I want to just teach tonight some revelation about praise. And I want to give you a, a simple definition of praise, um, something that just really helps me. It is Praise is simply this. Praise is when we acknowledge God's greatness. Praise is when we acknowledge God's greatness. Now, I think oftentimes, especially if you grew up in the church world I grew up in, or uh, maybe if you're new to church, oftentimes we can confuse thanksgiving, praise, and worship. And sometimes we do use those interchangeably. I'll just say that. I'll be honest. I'll be upfront. Sometimes we do use those interchangeably. But they're very distinct when you get into the biblical definition that there's a difference between thanksgiving, what Pastor Bobby talked about on Sunday, praise, and then worship. I think the greatest uh, kind of way to say it is from Dr. Derek Prince said it this way, thanksgiving is when we acknowledge God's goodness, praise is when we acknowledge God's greatness, and worship is when we acknowledge God's holiness, so it's all acknowledging that he is great, but it's acknowledging basically that he's been good to us, what he's done for us, praising him for who he is. He's, all, he's God all by himself, even if he never did anything for me. And then his holiness, which is, means that he is separate. He is distinct from the things of this world. And so I just wanted to say that because I think Many times when we say praise, and even when I was studying this, you, you type in praise, a Bible study on praise, what comes up is really praise and worship. And, and what that is referring to in our modern sense, especially here in America, is typically worship music, typically music that you would hear in a church or that you'd play in your home, which is incredible. Again, that is a part of it, but that's not the complete picture. And again, as we talk about how to get results in prayer, I think it's maybe been a, a, a strategy of the enemy to minimize some of these things and to get us to accept, well, that's all praise really is, is just singing a song when there's so much more to it. It goes so much deeper than that. It, the, the churches that I grew up in, if, if you were on the, the, the praise team, as they called it, in some of the churches I grew up in, we, we called it this. We called it praise songs were the fast songs. And worship songs were the slow songs. And so we said, we got to start with a praise song. We got to start real upbeat. And then we're going to go into worship. And I understand, I admit, I, I get it that that's how we label things. But again, that's such a small part of what praise really is. And so let's, let's, let's dive in a little bit deeper in, into the scripture. I'm going to throw out quite a few scriptures tonight. We're going to have them on the screen, but uh, write them down, jot them down. As we always say, go study this for yourself. Get this for yourself. Really, uh, that, would, that would be a compliment to me if you go home and study this for yourself and, and really dig into it. So Psalm chapter 100, verse 4, which Pastor Bobby used on Sunday, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Praise his name. Now, I want to pause real quick, and I threw this on the media team last second, but I think we have it. I want to just throw up the scripture of the tabernacle, of the, uh, the, the picture, actually, if we have that. Um, oh, that's not the one we have. I'm sorry, guys. That's not it. Didn't, didn't, wasn't able to, to get it to him in time. P apologize for that. But the, the tabernacle, the tabernacle was, a, there was a gate that you entered into, and then there was what was known as the outer court. 
And the outer court was a place where everyone was allowed into the outer court, Jews, all Jews, I should say. And this is the place where you would make sacrifices. And we'll dive into that in just a few moments. This is the place where you would cleanse yourself with the, with, with the laver. This is the outer court. But there was a distinction between the courts and going into the inner court or where the presence of God was housed. And only the priest, only a select few could move past the courts into the inner court the holy of holies. And so I just wanna talk about how important it is to, for us to live in a constant state of praise, that, that praise should continually be in our mouth, that we should continue to praise the Lord all day long. Psalm chapter 84 says, my soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. This is talking about wanting to live in a place where you are constantly praising God. Psalm chapter 84 verse 10 says, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Psalm chapter 92 says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. So there's something significant about these courts. And as you read through the Psalms, uh, and especially of David, we, we know that David was a man after God's own heart. And I think a part of that was his continual praise, even in the midst of uh, really depressing times and heartbreaking times where he's crying out to God. He's saying, God, where, where are you? You've abandoned me. But he continues to praise God because it says, I want to stay in the court. So they would enter into the gate and the brazen altar was the first thing that you would come to in the courts. The brazen altar is where the animals would come and be sacrificed. And as we've studied, and you can go back in some of our other teachings here at Riverside, we know that the Jews would have to come make sacrifice continually to cover their sins. They, they would have to come and, and make those blood sacrifices over and over and over. But we know that this is a picture of the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus would make for us. That now we don't have to keep making the sacrifice year after year, week after week, day after day, that Jesus has been the ultimate sacrifice. Then from there, you would move to the laver, which is for purification. Now, this is a picture of the death and the resurrection. We had baptisms that happened just this past Sunday, which is a, a, a symbol, symbolic that we don't actually have to die, but Jesus already died and was risen again so that we could have new life in Christ. The Bible says that when we are buried with Christ, we come up a new creation in Christ Jesus. And so these are the steps that you have to go to before you get into the presence of God. Again, only the, only the high priest, which how many of you know we are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. We talk about that a lot around here at Riverside, that you are a priest, that you have the authority to be a priest. But only the priest can move past the courts into the inner courts where the presence of God was housed. And again, I just want to, I'm setting this up. I'm going to, we're going to get practical here in just a moment. But again, I want to talk about, we can't move past praise and get all of God's benefits before we go through praise. 
So many times we wanna jump straight to, God, what can you give me? I have a lot of requests. I have a lot of things that I wanna ask from you. I have things that I need in my life. And I, and I understand that I have things I need in my life. I need answers right now, today, tonight. I need a prophetic word. Come on, somebody. But praise is the pathway into the presence of God. I'll say it again. Praise is the pathway into the presence of God. You could also say it this way, that praise prepares you for the presence of God. Praise prepares you for the presence of God. Because the presence of God, I know we are so thankful that we can enter into the presence of God anywhere, that now the presence of God is not held behind a veil, that it's been split open. But this is still a very weighty thing. And I think sometimes it would, it would do us good to examine ourselves. Am I ready to go into the presence of the almighty God? Yes, God is loving, but he's still God. Like, like having this reverence, that's what the fear of God is. It's not a, a fear of, oh, I'm, a, I'm afraid that you're gonna punish me, God. It's, no, this is, this is weighty, this is heavy. So I wanna make sure that I'm prepared. I wanna make sure that I've made sacrifice. I wanna make sure that I've been cleansed. So now that I can go into the presence of God and receive all that he has for me. And Psalm chapter 103 illustrates this for us. It says, bless, which this word is actually barak, which is a word for praise, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Notice it talks about praising, blessing the Lord before we start talking about benefits, before we start talking about what God can give for us. Again, we're talking about getting results. We're gonna get to the results, but there are steps along the way. Who forgives all iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all those who are oppressed. He made his ways known to Moses. He acts to his children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in mercy. Come on, anybody thankful that for our God, that he's merciful, that he's gracious, that he's slow to anger. So in order to go into the presence of God, you must praise. Too many people want to skip these steps. Again, they want the results without following the recipe. God, I want you to do something for me. God, I want you to show me something. I, I want to receive something before, from you before I go through praise. Praise prepares us for his presence. Now, now I want to talk a little bit about what is praise. Why, why, why do we have to praise? You know, what, what, is, what is this, the meaning behind praise? The first thing is praise is a sacrifice. Praise is a sacrifice. Now, I want to just slow down. I, I know I'm already kind of going slow for me, but slow down for a second. And, and just for those of you that are like, but Jesus already made the sacrifice. You just told us that. Jesus already gave the sacrifice. Yes, Jesus was the ultimate sacrificial lamb. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12. And I know there's a lot of scriptures. Just write it down if you can't get it. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12 tells us this. But this man, speaking of Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God, from that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool, for one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. 
So through one offering, through one shedding of blood, through the, the, the perfect man living a perfect life, he was tempted in all ways, but remained sinless. Fully God, but also fully man. He did what the first Adam couldn't do. He went to the cross. He died for me and you, even while we were still afar off, Romans tells us, even while we were still sinners. One translation says, while we were still enemies of God, he died for us. That's what Jesus has done for you. He made the ultimate sacrifice for you because you couldn't do it on your own. I, I, I know if I'm honest with myself and I'd ask you to be honest with yourself, we're not perfect. If you are perfect, I would love to meet you after service. We need to get your autograph. We need to call the Victoria Advocate. We need to get this. We need to make, come on, we need to make some money off of this, Pastor Bobby. Come on, this is a business idea right here. We got the perfect person, but we're not perfect. So even if we wanted to make the sacrifice, we couldn't. It had to be a spotless lamb for all of humanity. So he was the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. But here's the thing, and this is where it's gonna get a little, ooh. Just because he's the ultimate sacrifice for our sins doesn't mean we're not supposed to sacrifice. See, Jesus, when he called his disciples, he called them, he bid them to come and die. He said, pick up your cross and die daily. He, he told them, if you want to follow me, you've got to leave everything. There, there are people that said, well, Jesus, can we go bury our dead? He said, let the dead bury their dead. He said, if you want to follow after me, you're going to have to leave everything behind. They said, what about, my, what about your brothers and your sisters? And he said, look around at my disciples. These are my family. He, he, he said, it, you're going to have to sacrifice some things. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, because of God's mercy, not so that you can get his mercy, not so that you can earn his mercy, but because he has already given you mercy, because you have already received his grace, because you have already received his redemption, now in view of his mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to him. Again, we have to go back to the sacrifice and now the cleansing, making it holy, making it pleasing unto God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I'm gonna just be honest with you. I think there are a lot of people who wanna know what God's will is for their life. They wanna see, receive direction for their life, but they have not yet become a living sacrifice. They wanna receive from the spirit of God. They want God to speak to them. They wanna go into the holy of holies. They wanna go into the upper room experience again. And I want that for you. But first, you have to realize that we are to live as a living sacrifice. That every day we have to get up and say, I'm going to die to my flesh daily. This is not just a thing where you come into church one time and you pray one prayer and then that's it. No, every day you have to get up and you have to make a decision that I'm going to praise God today. I'm going to have the sacrifice of praise. It's not a sacrifice of you beating yourself and you punishing yourself. And man, I'm such a bad person and I, I messed up. God doesn't need that. He, does, he already knows how messed you up, up you are. He's known everything you, you've done and he knows everything you're gonna do. 
I, I do believe in the power of confession, but God already knows. So if you're really confessing, you don't have to say every little thing because he already knows. If your heart's right and you're really coming to him, you're really broken and contrite, he already knows. So the sacrifice isn't you, I'm just, no mess. God, just, you're just gonna need to punish me for a little bit. I guess I'm gonna have to go, I guess my car is gonna have to break down. You know, I guess I'm gonna have to get fired from my job. I guess, God, I just gotta, I gotta sacrifice for you. No, that's not the sacrifice. And you're like, well, Pastor Alex, show me that in the Bible. I'm so glad you asked. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. And again, and I just wanna do a little side note. The reason I'm talking a lot from Hebrews, Hebrews was obviously written to the Hebrew people. So they were used to a system of sacrifice. They were used to the system, the old covenant, the law. And so what the writer of Hebrews, it, it, it's debated, something it's Paul, something it's an, uh, another person. But what the writer of Hebrews is trying to say is, hey, there, it's the same idea, but I'm trying to prove to you that, that through Jesus, through Jesus, he already accomplished all this. It's the same principles, but it's a, it's a new and better covenant. So Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 says, Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of of our lips this is Hebrews 13, 15. I don't know if you guys have in the back, Hebrews 13, 15. The sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Giving thanks to his name. I, I, I was thinking about this and praying about this today and, 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 and even, even as I was at work, I was working, but I'm, I'm sermon prepping in my head and I'm trying to get this together. And I, I begin to think about our, our, our ability to speak and our ability to communicate. And really, we understand that our, our you know, our, our mouth, and I, I know we have sign language, we have Braille, we have, you know, different ways to communicate, but, but our mouth, that's, that's the way that most people are gonna communicate. Most people are gonna communicate different languages, but we're gonna speak a language, we're gonna communicate through our mouth, through our words. And this is talking about the fruit of our lips, but, but I, I went back to the, the garden, because I love going back to the garden. I love going back to Genesis, early in Genesis, because early in Genesis is we can see the original intent for things. I, 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 was, I was talking with someone, I think it was even uh, last Wednesday night, we were talking about the, the original intent for relationship between a man and a woman, even the original intent for work. Come on, somebody, how many of you know that God instituted work before the curse? <laughs> work is not a result of the curse. Toil is a result of the curse. But God created us to work. He created us to have a, a project. I like to say he created us to have a gardening project. Your gardening project may be accounting or construction or nursing, or what. But, but he created us to have a gardening project. But here's what I realized as I was thinking about this and just thinking about uh, are the fruit of our lips. God created Adam with a mouth and the ability to speak. But there was no one for Adam to talk to except God. So if the only reason we have a mouth is to communicate with other people, this is before Eve, he could have whistled, he could, he could have snapped his fingers at the animals. He didn't need to talk with the animals. He didn't, he didn't, need, to, he didn't need to give them that. The, what, the only reason that he had a mouth was to communicate to God, was to praise God. It says that they walked together in the cool of the day, in the garden, he walked and he communed with God. 
God, look at your creation. This is so incredible, God. God, I can't, my mind is just blown that you were so creative. God, you're so creative. God, you're so wonderful. Beginning to praise God the fr- with the fruit of our lips. But here's what we have to challenge ourselves with. What is the fruit of our lips? What is the praise that is coming out of our mouth? So the praise was originally intended for God, Luke chapter 19, when the Pharisees come and rebuke Jesus for having people praise his name, Jesus says that if they don't praise my name, the rocks will cry out and praise me. That God is going to get his praise. So what is the fruit of our lips? I'm I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's get back to sacrifice for just a moment. The courts are a place of self-denial. See, when you become a believer, when you are saved, you must enter into a life of self-denial, of challenging your flesh, challenging your ideas. If you're gonna be effective in prayer, you have to deny yourself and acknowledge God. If you're gonna be effective in prayer, you have to deny how good you think you are, how perfect you think you are, how good-looking you think you are, how smart you think you are, and acknowledge that it's really God who got you where you are. That if it wasn't for God, you wouldn't be here. I know you went to school. I know your name is on the degree. I know you got the diploma on your wall. I know your, your name is under the, 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 the founding papers of the LLC. I know, I know it's you, but really it's God. And that's what praise is saying. Praise is saying, God, even though I could take the credit for this right now, even though I could say, look at me, look at what I've done, it's saying, no, God, I'm gonna lay myself down and I'm gonna point people back to you. I'm gonna say, this isn't about me, it's about God. When people come up and say, man, you got such a great marriage, what did you do? You know you went to marriage counseling. You know you went to the conference. You know you get flowers. You know you do all these things. And and maybe you share that, but you say, really what it is, is is our relationship with God. If it wasn't for God, we wouldn't have the relationship that we have. I I wouldn't be the parent that I am. I wouldn't have the marriage that I am. I, I wouldn't have the ministry. I wouldn't have the job that I have. I wouldn't have the career that I have. If it wasn't for God. See, praise isn't simply saying praise the Lord. And, and I understand what we're, what we're meaning when we do that. And yes, we can, we're gonna talk about this in just a, a few moments that yes, there's different ways to praise God by just being exuberant and, and lifting your voice and different things. But when, when people say, well, you know, when we get up here and we say praise the Lord, it, it's not just saying, okay, get loud now. Because maybe it's just me, but that's what I, the church I grew up, it just meant get loud. Come on, let's praise the Lord, church. And it's just, well, come on, you know, the drums get going behind you and just lift up a roar. And, and yes, that is a, a, a way to praise God. But really, when we go deeper and when we're talking about prayer, because I don't think any of you are just sitting in your living room, oh, which I, 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 I do that a little bit sometimes. I'm not gonna lie, Hannah can tell you. That's the only time I'm allowed to sing is when, I, when I'm just by myself and just. So it's not just, okay, praise the Lord, I'm done. Praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, now, God, I need my rent paid, and now, God, I need healing in my body. I, remember, I praised you. 
No, praise is saying, God, I praise you that I even have a home right now. I don't know how I'm going to pay this bill, but I praise you that I have a home. Lord, I'm frustrated on my job right now. I need you to do something on my job, but I praise you that I have a job. I praise you that you made me able body where I can get up in the morning. Lord, I praise you that you allow me to have breath in my lungs this morning. God, I praise you. I'm taking taking my eyes off of my problems. I'm not going to talk about my problems. I'm going to praise God. I praise you. Are you guys getting this? Are you getting this? The, 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 the deepness of praise. When, 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 when you make the grade, it's saying, God, I thank you that you graced me to study and to learn. I thank you that I was able to pass that class. Lord, I praise you. It's because you gave me this intellect. You gave me this mind, Lord. You created that teacher to put that curriculum together. Lord, I praise you that, that I, I was even able to sit in that class and receive. Again, it's taking the eyes off of you, the focus off of you, and directing it back to God. So praise it's a sacrifice. And the sacrifice is what will separate you from everyone else. The sacrifice is what will separate you from everyone else. Because other people are, really everybody is allowed in the outer courts. You could just kind of come check things out. You could just kind of, what's going on here? I smell some barbecue. What's going on? (laughs) Got some barbacoa in here. What y'all got? What y'all got back here? Tacos al pastor. I'm hungry, y'all. I haven't eaten all day. <laughs> Spirit of Ventura's Pastor Bobby just mentioned it. And we should get some kind of sponsorship or something, PB. But here's the, what: when the priests would make the sacrifice, when they would cleanse themselves, then they could go into the presence of God where no one else was allowed to go then you can enter into a place that only certain people are allowed into. It's what creates the opportunity. It's really praise is an invitation for you to come into the presence of God. Me and Pastor Bobby were talking about Queen Esther. And it was when I say me and Pastor Bobby was telling me this, and I was just like, yes, that is great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that in there for sure. When Queen Esther, when, when she knew she had to go, and, and maybe you don't know this or not, the, the, the word God, God is actually never mentioned in Esther. It's the only book in the Bible. But you can see the fingerprints and the, 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 the story of the gospel all over it that no one was allowed to come into the king's presence without being summoned. But because Esther was chosen as a queen, she, they told her, no, you need to go boldly before he, he wants you to come in. He wants to invite you in. And that you need to realize that when you begin to praise God, I'm going to just be honest with you. I think God begins to notice you a little bit more. He begins to notice you of, okay, everybody else is just talking about their problems, but I've got somebody over here that's praising me. and, And I want that person that's praising me to get closer to me. I, I wrote it this way. You can write this down. Your praise determines your position. Your praise determines your position. Will you stay in the outer court or will you enter into the holy of holies? Will you enter into the presence of God? And I don't wanna get too much into that because our amazing pastoral team, we're gonna build on this week, week after week, but are, are you going to praise and allow yourself to be moved into a new position or are you gonna continually stay in the outer court? You will never Go deeper in prayer and be effective if you don't understand true praise. 
So praise is a sacrifice. Praise is a sacrifice. But then also I want to tell you that praise is a seat. Praise is a seat. Now this is where y'all are like, okay, where are you going now? I was, I was with you up until this point, but where are you going now? Here's the thing. Everyone is praising something. Everyone that you encounter is praising something. This is what I think is interesting when people say, when people talk about following Jesus and submitting yourself to Jesus and really the Bible, what it would cause is becoming a bond servant or becoming a slave, that he is our master. And people are like, that's kind of crazy. Why would you have that talk? But here's the thing. Everyone has a master. Everyone has something that they are a slave to. Everyone has something that they will make time for. They will create resources for. Uh, if those of you, and I don't, I don't wanna, I don't wanna be mean, I'm not trying to bash on anyone, but those of you that ever have been around addiction or those of you that have worked with people that are addicted, people that are addicted, they will find a way to feed their addiction. They will make a way. Talk about make a way where there seems to, to be no way. They will make a way, and I'm not making light of it, but it's serious because that is their master. But it, it, it maybe it's not addiction. Maybe it could be something similar. Maybe for you, it could be your master is rising the corporate ladder and you're willing to do whatever it takes. Or maybe your, your, your master is getting a, a, a certain accolade or getting a certain status or having a certain person that you wanna be married to or in a relationship with or your body looking a certain way or you having a, a, a certain amount of zeros in your bank account. All of us are going to have, be, be submitted to and have a master. All of us are going to praise something because let's go back to the very beginning. What's the definition of praise? Talking about how great God is. So what is the thing in your life that you are continually acknowledging the greatness of? Are you continually acknowledging God's greatness or are you continually acknowledging the greatness of yourself, the greatness of your problems, the greatness of your thing that you want to get. What is the fruit of your lips? What are you constantly talking about? Because when I talk about it's a seat, something is going to sit on the seat of your heart. Something is going to sit on the throne of your heart. And a good, it could be yourself. It could be, it could be pride. It could be, it could be other things in life. It could be something that is seated on your the throne of your heart. Because Psalm chapter 22, verse 3 says. For you are wholly enthroned in the praises of Israel. That God is actually enthroned on your praises. God is enthroned on your praises. That if you are praising God, you are creating a throne for God to come and sit in your life. God, I want your presence in my life. God, I want you more. God, I want you to show up in my life. Okay, pull up a seat for him. Pull, pull, up a, pull up a throne for him. God, if, if you tell me that praise is where you wanna sit, I'm gonna make sure that I have seats for you all over the place. You're gonna have a seat in my house. You're gonna have a seat in my truck. You're gonna have a seat on my job site. You're gonna have a seat at my kid's school. You're gonna have a seat at church. I'm gonna make sure that everywhere I go, I am praising you and I am creating a throne for you to come inhabit. Because if you're not creating a throne for God, you're creating a throne for something else. Because come on, the Bible says that you can't serve two masters. So if you're not serving God, then you're serving someone else. You're serving something else. 
And I want to be very just kind of cautious and just say that the fruit of your lips is attracting things into your life. And, I, and I'm, again, I want to be very careful. I'm not talking about new age manifestation and that if you speak, you're going to have a million dollars, but you're unemployed, you're going to get a million dollars. That's not what I'm saying unless you win the lottery. And in that case, I would love to meet with you and counsel with you, help you plan out how to spend that and Riverside app. A million has six zeros. 10 million has seven zeros. But what are you creating a throne for? So if there's a throne, who or what is sitting on the throne of your praise? What are you talking about the magnitude of? What are you talking about the bigness of? Because I know I have to catch myself because I have a tendency when things get bad, when things get real, I just start to think, well, this is just, I don't know how this is gonna happen and this is just too big and, and, and there's this and there's that and, and we start to talk about how big our problems are. And really what we are doing is, is and I know this may sound weird, may sound silly to you, but we are praising our problems. Praise is talking about how great something is. So if you are spending your time talking about how great your problems are and that your problems are too big for God to solve, your problems are too big for God to deal with, what you're doing is you are dethroning God and you are putting the problems on the throne of your heart. The fruit of your lips, the praises, the fruit of your lips are going towards your problems, not towards God. I think honestly, and I don't want to get too deep into this, but I think this is honestly how people can invite evil spirits, demonic spirits into their life. When they begin to, we, we, we talk about this when we're dealing with deliverance and different things. We talk about when people make covenants, when people, uh, when people begin to declare things on their life, when they begin to have soul ties because of things that they've said to people. They've put people on the throne of their heart. They've put these different things on the throne of their heart and, and they have allowed their praise to be taken off of God and put on something else. So could it be that, and worship team, you guys can come. Could it be the reason that you're feeling heaviness is because there is something on the throne of your heart that is not God? Could it be the reason that you are feeling anxiety is because you have allowed the, those problems, you have given that the throne of your heart? You have said that your problems are bigger than God. Your worries are bigger than God. Come on, let's be honest. Your sickness is bigger than God. God, I know, I, I know you've healed other people, but this is just, this is really bad. And trust me, I, I've, I've been, my, my dad almost died almost two years ago. I understand, I empathize with you. But when you say things like that, what you're saying is, is God, this is, this is really big, and I don't know if you're that big. But, but you, don't, you just don't understand how much debt I'm in. God, what you don't understand is this is just, I think this is a little bit more than you can handle. So instead of going into the presence of God, instead of going into a deeper place, we're stuck because the praise isn't being given to God. We're not being invited into the presence of God. We're being invited into the presence of anxiety, the presence of depression, 
the presence of spirit of infirmity, the, 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 the spirits of other, other things that may attack us, the spirit of addiction. God, it's just, God, I know, I know God is good, but he just, he, this is just, it's really hard for me to shake this. It's really hard for me to break this off. Okay, well, that, that is the place that you are leading yourself into because of your praises. But come on, look at somebody say, there's good news. There's good news. Got to tell you the bad news before we get to the good news. Isaiah 61, verse 3. To counsel those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Let's stand together. Wanted to make sure that I left time and opportunity for us to respond in praise tonight. And if I can invite our prayer team to come forward, if our elders, our pastoral team, praise prepares the way into the presence of God. Praise prepares the way into the presence of God. So we've kind of talked a little bit about why we should praise. We've kind of talked a little bit about what praise is. And now just very, very quickly, I want to just give you some, some biblical words for praise and some different ways that you can praise. Because you're like, man, maybe I just, I don't really... I don't really know how to praise. I don't really know what to do. Because again, we're not, you don't have to bring an animal down here. We're not about to make a sacrifice. You don't have to whip yourself. You don't have to beat yourself up. It's a funny thing, but I say that because that's a real thing. People feel like they have to punish themselves as a sacrifice unto God. And so the different ways that you can praise is Barak, which is to bow or to kneel before the presence of God. You can halal, which is to boast or to rave about God. That's kind of the one that I've used a lot throughout tonight. And that's one of the very common ones where it's talked to God, I'm gonna boast, I'm gonna boast about how good God is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about the things that he's done in my life. I'm gonna talk about things that I've heard he's done in other people's lives. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about things that I've read. You're like, well, he hasn't done anything in my life. You have an entire book of stories of what God has done. It's called the B-I-B-L-E. And if you're like, I don't know how to praise him, just find something that he did, begin to quote the scripture, boast, to rip. There's, uh, there's Shabak, which is to shout loudly. There's Talil, and I know I'm probably butchering these names. Dr. Al will correct me after service. Talil, which is to sing your own song, which is just, I, I don't even, I'm not even gonna look at the words on the screen. I'm just gonna begin to sing that, God, I, I love you and I praise you and I worship you and, and, and you're amazing and you're beautiful, you're glorious. I, 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 you're, the, you're the beginning and the end. You're the alpha and the omega. God, you are, you are the first. God, you are, you are infinite. You are great. I, I don't even know what to say, but you're so great. I'm gonna begin to sing a song. I, 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 I love this. Toda, raise your hands to receive something that hasn't happened yet. Woo! I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, like, a, like a child on Christmas, I'm gonna put out my hands. God, I'm gonna, re- I know you've got something good for me, even if I don't see it, even if I don't understand it. We sing the song, even when I don't feel it, you're working. Even when I can't see it, you're, God, I'm gonna, li- I'm gonna receive, even if I don't 
know what's coming. I, I don't even have time to get into the Old Testament where Moses began to lift his hands. And as long as he lifted his hands, he had victory. I believe it was Moses. There's yada, which is to raise hands and surrender. God, I don't even know, I don't even know what to say right now. You're so holy. You're so big, God. You, what you've done for me is so great. I just raise hands and surrender. Maybe you don't even have the words to say. You just raise your hands and surrender. And then Zamar, which is to praise him with the stringed instruments, to praise him music. But again, notice how few of these have to do with music. That it's not just music. That this is something that we can do all the time. And so what I want us to do is we begin to enter into praise tonight. And we can throw up this slide. Before someone prays for you, praise for yourself. Before someone prays for you, praise for yourself. Just like Pastor CJ mentioned a few weeks ago when he's having a bad day and he's like, man, what's going wrong? And he realized, oh, I haven't prayed yet. When you feel like, man, something's going wrong, I need something from God, God, I need an answer from God. What if you said, before I, before I ask somebody to pray for me, before I even start talking about getting an answer from God, I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to praise Him. Even if I don't know what He's going to do, I'm going to praise Him for what He's already done. I, I'm going to praise Him that He's good. I'm going to praise Him that His love and His mercy endure forever. I'm going to praise Him. So right now, as we get time, as we get ready to go back into a, a musical form of praise, I just want us to praise tonight. And, and I hope you receive this. I hope you receive this teaching that tonight we're going to go deeper in our prayer. But the way that we go deeper in our prayer is through praise. And so as we get ready, I'm going to just say these out again quickly. And team, you guys get ready. But to barak, to bow, to kneel, to halal, to boast, or to rave about God. To shabak, to shout loudly. To leal, to sing your own song. Toda, to raise your hands for something that hasn't even happened. Yada, to raise your hands and surrender. And Zamar, to begin to praise him with the strings. So as they begin to Zamar, as they begin to sing, I want you to begin to praise him. I want you to begin to praise him. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people that he is enthroned upon your praise. So right now, let's just create a throne for him. Come on, let's create a throne for him, Lord. You are great. You are wonderful. Lord, I thank you, God, that you woke me up this morning. I thank you for my marriage. I thank you for my children. I thank you that they're healthy. Lord, I thank you that you've healed my body. I thank you that you are wonderful, that you are merciful, that you are powerful. God, that before you there is no other. That, Lord, there is no name given among heaven and among earth, Lord, that which men might be saved but the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you have all power, that all authority, that the enemies are your footstool, Lord. I thank you that the serpent is trampled under your feet. I thank you that sickness comes into submission from you. Lord, I thank you that by your stripes I am healed. Not I'm going to be healed, not I'll maybe be healed, but I am healed. Come on, somebody praise them for yourself. Praise them for yourself. Come on, praise them for your breakthrough. I need breakthrough into his presence. I need a breakthrough into his anointing. Well, why don't you begin to break through and praise? Break through and praise. Come on, praise him.
come on as you praise him we do want to pray with you the altars are open if you want to come forward but praise him first come on praise him first want them what, what I want us to do because again I just I just want to reinforce this and I know me and Pastor Bobby spent a lot of time together talking about this that when we yes we are praising him but I want you to take this without being led without the words on the screen and they're going to begin to play you guys continue to play musically but let's not have any sing unless one of you feels to sing your own song as, as your own praise but I want you to begin to praise without being led, without the words on the screen. I want you to begin to praise. We, we're, we're saying all the earth praises the Lord, but let's really all of us praise him in our own way. So come on, let's just lift up these songs, whether you want to begin to lift up your heavenly language, if you want to begin to pray in the spirit. But come on, the Bible says that if we don't praise them, the rocks will cry out. I know it's cliche, but I don't want a rock to take my place. Come on, I don't want creation to praise them more than I praise them. So come on, y'all just flow in this, just prophesy with these instruments. But let's begin to let's begin to praise them for ourselves right now. Lift up your voices, lift up your hands, magnify his name. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit Riverside Church tx.com